for listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Friday. I've got a lot of stuff to go over here. We are venturing into a new era soon with the Thursday podcast. I'll explain that. I want to give an update on what's going on in Kansas City after the tragedy shooting during the Chiefs celebration parade. F-Girl Island, I'm going to have a spoiler for you, something I've been holding on to for, I don't know, six months since I knew back in August. And they have an announcement to make. They're changing their title of their show. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to talk about Laura Owens a little bit more because when I recorded with Dr. Katherine Sanderson on Wednesday, little did I know, I think at the time we were recording or maybe right afterwards, Laura posted another Medium.com article that was absolutely, once again, batshit crazy. Uh, we're going to talk about the traders. Farmer wants a wife. I mean, there's a lot to get to in this podcast. So we'll get to all that momentarily. Yeah, I want to start out with this. There are some things behind the scenes in regards to my podcast that are... You know, not it, do, it doesn't really pertain to you guys, the audience. It doesn't change anything for you. Um, but basically, I'm going to be uploading my show through a new server. Um, uh, I've been with Simplecast for about uh, 18 months now. And now I'm going to a network called Believe, which is spelled B-L-E-A-V. And nothing's really going to change in the beginning. But I think for my weekly podcast, I don't know when, but sometime probably within the next month or so, my Thursday podcast is also going to be available on YouTube. Yes, call me Dave Neal 2.0. I'm finally making the venture over to YouTube. And just for my Thursday podcast to start, because I need to get a hold of this. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. You've seen Dave's shots of him in his office, in his house, and he's got that full shebang up. I have nothing close to that. But you don't need all that equipment. Dave just chooses to. Um, but I need to learn it. And so that's why. It's going to be maybe f a month, six weeks. But then, yeah, the Thursday podcast, I'm not, it's still going to be available uh, on audio, but you are going to have the ability to listen to it. Because one thing that I don't have, and I've really never had, is any sort of community to where people can interact and talk about the podcasts. I have a Facebook page for Reality Steve, but I don't know how many people actually go there and comment. It's very few. You know, uh, my comment section on my website it's, it has never been a thing, really. And I don't, you know, for my podcast, I don't have a, um, yeah, I don't really have a, a Facebook group or anything where you can go. So I guess this would be the place is the, the comment section on my YouTube channel, which, <laughs> you know, you know how I feel about comment sections. You know, if it gets unruly in there, uh, I'm going to have a monitor that takes care of that. But for the most part, I do want people to respond because, frankly, I've put out 378 podcasts, and for the most part, I don't get any feedback, positive or negative, really, on 99% of them. It's just, I don't. 
And it's not, I'm not saying that, please, please, please tell me I'm doing a great job. It's something like that. But I know people want to say stuff. And so maybe they don't want to email me personally and say stuff. or I, I don't really know. But basically, come four, six weeks from now, the Thursday podcast will also be available on YouTube. We'll see how it goes. I need to get used to it. I need to get used to being on camera. I've never liked being on camera. So I got to get used to that. And then we'll see about the daily. You know, I know Dave produces three or four videos a day. I don't really know how he does it. Um, I, I, you know, could my Thursday and my daily roundup, you know, six videos a week, could I do that? Maybe. You know, I just need to get used to it. And I, I have to see how it goes. I can see the daily roundup being a YouTube video as well. I don't know about the sports daily. However, I think the same thing with sports daily. Anytime I have an interview, I think I might go to the video as well. So still a lot of things up in the air, but I start next week with this new company, uh, Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Uh, they are going to host my show, and hopefully we grow from there. Update from Kansas City. For those that don't know, the good news. There's only three people. As I'm recording this, there's only three people they said that were still left in, um, in the hospital. So that's very good news because... Yesterday, at the time I recorded, we were looking at 11 immediate life-threatening injuries, or eight immediately life-threatening injuries, and seven life-threatening injuries. Well, apparently there's only three people left in the hospital. So that's very good news. And it seems like this wasn't any sort of targeted attack. And when you think about it, it kind of makes sense, because if somebody was going to that event with a gun, looking to kill people, they probably would have killed more than one person considering there was a million people at that parade. So the early reports now are this was someone obviously did bring a gun and this was an argument between a group of people that just escalated and somebody fired shots. It wasn't, I'm going to go to the parade to mow down people. That's right now. Obviously, things can change. They could get another tip or whatever, but seemingly that's where it goes. And and it kind of makes sense. Like I said, when you've got a million people, if you have an agenda, you can absolutely take out more than one person, you know, and, uh, you know, it's totally unfortunate. You feel bad uh, for the Kansas City radio DJ uh, that did die. That is the only person so far that we know that has died. But with that many people in that type of area and all enclosed, yeah, it does make sense that that maybe wasn't a targeted attack. Tragic, nonetheless, yes. But you just wonder what happened. Who escalated it? What was it? What was this fight over? All this stuff. So hopefully we'll get those answers in the next couple of days. Here's a spoiler for you. I've been holding on to this for six months, but at this point, there's no need to hold on to it anymore because they just released a press release yesterday. And let me find it. It came from Deadline, and it said the CW has rebranded its F-Boy Island spinoff. The network revealed that the show, which is a female take on the raunchy dating format, will now be known as Lovers and Liars. Still the same show, still the same concept. They filmed it right after F-Boy Island in the same exact place, back in July, and it's going to premiere sneak peek episode on Monday, April 1st, and then 
it's going to move to its regular time slot the following week, Thursday, April 11th. It's going to be on Thursdays at 9 o'clock, which I believe F-Boy Island was on Thursdays at 9 o'clock. But um, Lovers and Liars, <laughs> kind of a silly name, but whatever. Anyway, here you go. Who are your three leads for F-Girl Island slash Lovers and Liars? Well, I told you that it had to do with somebody from F-Boy Island, season three. And I, don't, I can't remember if I gave you any clues, but put it this way. There were there are two of the three leads from uh, that uh, are going to be on... I, I'm not going to call it Lovers and Liars. I'm so sorry. F-Girl Island. <laughs> I, maybe I'll get around to calling it Lovers and Liars. Anyway, the three leads for Lovers and Liars are Benedict, who was the comedian... That was after Katie, who she did not choose. CJ, who was on that season as well. You remember him. Good-looking basketball player. Had the Dwayne Wayne glasses going, right? He's one of them. And then this show's favorite guy from the first two seasons is back. Yes, my friends, Casey. From F-Boy Island Season 1 and Season 2 is the third lead on F-Girl Island slash Lovers and Liars. So there you go. Starts April 1st. Okay, I want to touch on yesterday's podcast with Dr. Katherine Sanderson because there was one topic that after I recorded I realized, shit, I didn't go over this with her, I didn't ask her, and it's actually very important. And... I'm bummed that I forgot to bring it up. And that is the fact that what Laura is doing is a giant disservice to women who have had abortions, who have had miscarriages, who have had stillbirths, who have infertility issues. Everything that she has done for the last nine months is a slap in the face to these women. And I told you, I didn't even know this until after I was done recording with Dr. Katherine Sanderson that Laura posted a Medium article again yesterday, and it was full of bullshit. I mean, just in the first paragraph. You know, she wrote this on Wednesday, which would have been the date that her quote-unquote twins were set to be born. Remember, she said under oath, my twins are coming on February 14th. And then she wrote, you know, today has loomed heavy on my heart. There was no promise of joy this morning, no anticipation, only the profound weight of sorrow and unmistakable feeling of loss. And then she threw in this sentence. The journey through miscarriage is in itself a path paved with heartbreak and silent mourning of dreams that will never come to fruition. This woman thinks that she had a miscarriage at seven months. Like, she doesn't even know that that's not what you call it at seven months. I'm not even an expert on this stuff, and I've known this for months. It's not a miscarriage when you're seven months pregnant. So, you know, I had someone reach out to me who has had miscarriages in the past, and I just want to read you what she wrote me after reading Laura's article. She said she blatantly says she miscarried. Guess what, Laura? After 20 weeks, that's called a fucking stillbirth and goes into detail. 
It's really horrifying, and as someone who has actually experienced pregnancy loss and just had an extremely difficult and dangerous pregnancy, I'm beyond offended by it. I don't even have the words to explain to you how painful and cruel it is for her to make this shit up and write what she wrote. The only thing that's being made a mockery of is this true lived experience of an actual pregnancy loss. What Laura is doing here is emotional terrorism. It's not just a slap in the face to women like me who have survived domestic violence, sexual assault, and or have lost children. It's more like she's flaying us alive. And if you read Laura's Medium article from Wednesday, it is just another diarrhea of the mouth, word vomit, not taking responsibility for anything that she's done, blaming Clayton and blaming Dave Neal. That's all it is. She talked about how Clayton went on his Instagram stories on Wednesday and said, you know, in a parallel universe out there, someone's giving birth to twins today, but not this one. She says, cruel, insensitive, heartless, immature, and irresponsible are just a few of the words that came to mind when I saw what he'd posted. First off, why are you following Clayton, you stalker? He doesn't like you. He doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't want you in his life. But here you are yet again watching every single thing that Clayton says and Clayton does. Not to mention everything that Dave does. And probably listen to this right now. Hey, Laura. But this is what I mean. And everything that she said there would have made a lot of sense if she was ever pregnant. Laura, we know you were never pregnant. You can stop the lies. And then she just goes on and on to say, and just just recapping everything that she says happened to her, you know, his public denial of sexual intercourse last May, despite his actions of purchasing a pregnancy test last June. That, because he purchased a pregnancy test, does not mean that you guys had sex. How does she not get this? She's insane. It's just, and all she did was talk about how tough this has been for her and everybody on the internet and all this. Nobody believes her. The narrative paints me not as a grieving would-be mother, but as some sort of con artist in a twisted drama of their own making. Yeah, because that's exactly who you are. You are a con artist. That's what you do. You con men by threatening them with, I'm going to run to the police. I'm going to file a lawsuit against you. If you don't respond to me by this date, Laura, we've seen your emails. Like if, if this stuff wasn't in court records, we could be like, yeah, it just, it seems like she's crazy, but I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Laura, we've seen every email that you sent to Clayton, or at least most of them. I don't know if we have all 500. We've seen all the emails and texts where you're literally telling a guy who you gave a blowjob to one night, how much you think that he should be dating you and to give you a chance. And if he just gave you two weeks, he'd really see what kind of person. Who is batshit crazy enough to write that to a man who she had a one-night hookup with? I don't care at all what he said to you that night. I don't care if you thought it went great. The bottom line was the very next day he told you exactly how you felt and you couldn't let it go. You are nuts. Clayton should run as far away from you as possible, and yet here you are still 
pining over every single thing he says about you, which is very, very minimal. He doesn't talk about you anymore. I know you want him to because I know you want to stay you know, in his graces for some unknown reason. The guy doesn't want any part of you. Don't you understand that? Neither did Mike. Neither did Greg. Just let it go. Quit, you know, you know, a part of me says let it go, and a part of me is like, you know what, Laura? I want you to keep writing medium articles like this because you know what you're doing? You're incriminating yourself because now you're putting it out there in writing saying I was pregnant. I'm telling you, we're going to get to the bottom of this legally or the Arizona courts are. And you are absolutely incriminating yourself. You'd be like, Steve, don't tell her. Don't tell her to stop. Right? You know, don't tell her to keep writing because she's incriminating herself. No, look, it's already out there. She's already written, I think, three Medium articles. All of them. Every time Clayton's lawyer emails over to Laura's lawyers, he is screenshotting all of them. Keep doing it, Laura. Keep it going. Because you are absolutely incriminating yourself. It's awesome. You have no idea because you live in an alternate reality. You have no idea how bad you're making yourself look by writing these things. Nobody believes any of your bullshit. Nobody. And since I don't want you contacting me, Laura, here's a here's a um, an exercise I want you to do because I know you're listening to this. Laura, I want five of your friends to email me today. Their real names, maybe even include a picture of themselves. And I want them to tell me about you. I want them to tell me how great of a person you are. You've been the greatest friend of them for years. Everything that you've said over the last nine months is 100% true. Have them come at me. I know you've tried to come at me, but all you do is word vomit all over my email. I want five of your friends to email me today. How about that? See if you can do that. Defending you. And they have to come from actual real email addresses, not blowjobbaby at gmail.com or something like that your real friends, have them email me, have the people that anybody could be, you know what? It doesn't have to be your friends. Just five people that know you family members, whatever, have them email me. I want to hear from them because in nine months, you are the only person who has defended yourself. Nobody believes your dad's Facebook post for a fucking second. That was made up. Nobody, buy, nobody buys that, your dad. Laura, don't you remember the video you sent me of your father? And then I'm supposed to believe he wrote on Facebook that? <laughs> Again, you keep incriminating yourself. I love it. I absolutely love it. So I know you're listening to this. Anybody from your family, your friends, I don't care if it's your first grade fucking teacher. I want them to email me in defense of you because nobody has defended you in nine months. You're the only person that goes online because you create a bunch of screen names and you say all this and say all that. Nobody's heard from one person that's on your side who has publicly or even privately emailed my, myself, Dave, Clayton. I want five. I don't just want one because it's easy to get your mother because your mother's about the most. Your mother is about as big of an enabler in this as anyone. So she doesn't count. Do you have five friends? If you do, have them email me. Aunt, uncle, third cousin once removed, somebody to defend you. And I want five. I don't just want one. I want five different people to share with me what they know about you, your your character, 
what you do, what you have been doing for nine months. I want them to explain your story to me, your side to me, because you telling me your side is a bunch of garbage. But if everybody knows about this and you say your friends and all that, okay, then have them email me. They haven't emailed me in nine months. And I even called, I called for this, you know, weeks ago. And of course it never happened. So even if it does happen today, which I doubt it will, I'd love, I'd love for them to email me. I'd love to talk to them. I'd love to get them on the phone. I want to talk to them about you because we don't know a damn thing about you other than being a compulsive liar and all these stories that you've made up. I'd love to talk to people about you. Be great. Swap stories about Laura Owens. What was she like? You know? Because, I'm sorry, when nobody comes to your defense publicly in nine months, don't you think that's a little shady? Don't you think that's a little weird? I mean, look how many people have come to Dave's defense. Look how many people have come to Clayton's defense. You haven't had one person take to the internet and say, I know Laura, I know exactly what she's going through, this is her, here's the situation. Not one. And the fact that it's taken nine months and it's taking me to basically beg you to have somebody contact me, boy, (laughs) if somebody does, I think it's going to be comical because they're going to have a lot to prove. And like I said, don't make up some bullshit email address. I don't want this coming from horse jumper while pregnant at gmail.com. I don't want that. I want a real person who knows you to email me and defend you or just tell me anything about you of what's been going on in the last nine months. Moving on. The traders last night. Boy, about two episodes ago, Pilot Pete was just sitting pretty, and everybody thought this guy was the mastermind of the game. And now here we are two episodes later, and he has lost everybody's confidence. It doesn't seem like he has much of a plan going forward. He tried to pin everything on Phaedra, which he's right, clearly. We know that Phaedra's a traitor, but it ain't working. And now I think people are coming after him, and he might be done. Now, the thing at the end of the episode has me scratching my head, unless I'm just missing something here. We know that Parvati got ousted last night. She got exposed as a traitor. She was banished. So that means that there's only one traitor left, Phaedra, and she has to recruit somebody. But Alan tells Phaedra, write that person a letter. Who do you want to come in as a traitor? They either have to accept it or they are dead, murdered. I'm like, well, wait a second. (laughs) Who's going to be like, yeah, I want out of the game, especially for someone who just came into the game two weeks ago? Clearly, and Phaedra said Kate, clearly Kate is going to accept this, right? She's not going to be like, no. Unless, (laughs) I I thought the letter says you have to accept it or you are murdered. Unless the letter doesn't say that and Kate says no, and then she goes back to her room and realizes, oh, I've been murdered. I guess that's a possibility, but they didn't make it seem like that. They made it seem like she's going to be given the option to either accept being a traitor or know she's going to be murdered, which doesn't really leave her much of a choice, right? I don't think Kate wants to leave the game just yet. And Phaedra picking her makes all the sense in the world. I think it's a good choice because I don't think anybody's going to finger uh, Kate at this point. Why would they? 
She just came into the game two weeks ago. Nobody suspects her. But people are on to Phaedra now. Yeah, she got four votes. It was The votes were seven to four at banishment. So people are on to her. Peter is, while he thinks it's Phaedra, his biggest mistake was telling people, I don't think it's Parvati anymore. And yet Parvati was still ousted, yet not with a vote from Peter. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know where Peter goes from here. He might be done fairly soon, but we'll have to see coming up. I just thought the whole thing was, it was, it was messy. It was sloppy. I definitely thought poverty was going home. I didn't think they they didn't the editing didn't fool me enough to think that they had enough votes for Phaedra. It just seemed like poverty had sealed her fate and too many people were on her. But Peter's alliance is not happy with him because he did a 180 and said, "I don't think it's poverty. I think it's uh, Phaedra." And look, he's right on both, but they don't know that. Good episode though. Really good episode. And finally, Farmer wants a wife last night. They went to South Carolina, and they all got to hang out. So they had just been on the farm for the last week, cocktail party, whatever they want to call these things. They go to South Carolina, and they go to a Clemson football game. They go to a pretty, they go to a tailgate. Women get to hang out. The men get to hang out, share stories. And then at the end of the date, the end of the whole day together, each man chose a woman to take back to the farm to get alone time, 24-hour date, whatever they're calling it. I wanted to know more about the Clemson date. (laughs) I wanted to know who was interested, who was talking football, who was saying, why is Dabo Sweeney not diving into the transfer portal? Those are the conversations I wanted to hear, not if somebody fit on the farm or not. I just wanted to know if anybody knew about Clemson football and how they've been struggling and how the Clemson faithful, this was, I think, earlier in the season before Dabo went on that radio show and ripped that caller uh, for saying, basically, we set the bar so high here, everybody thinks we're going to go undefeated every year, and it's just not realistic. Well, it's definitely not realistic, Dabo, if you don't hire and you don't hire, if you, if you don't recruit out of the transfer portal. So, good luck. But I can't even remember what game that was. I'd have to look at their schedule, but it definitely was early in the season, it looked like. So there is a, a battle going between Brandon's women, Reba and Joy. I, I apologize to Joy for what I said last week, which was I thought her name was Noah or Noel. <laughs> I have no idea why I thought that. But her name is Joy, and Reba hates her. Like, hates her with a passion because, I don't know, she smiles too much. Something along those lines. I don't really understand where Reba's coming from, but she's got her reasons, and she made it clear sitting there with uh, with Joy that she thinks she's inauthentic. And it looked like a lot of that conversation was edited. Like, it wasn't there wasn't any flow to that conversation whatsoever, but it's clear these two women do not like each other. Well, I shouldn't say that. Reba definitely doesn't like Joy, Joy might be in a position where she's like, I don't know why Reba hates me so much. Maybe that's it. I'm confused. (laughs) But that's that. One woman did get sent home. Mitchell sat Brittany down and said, you, I think, are a social media influencer in L.A. Don't really see on the farm. Peace out. A-Town down. Peace out. Is that Usher's song? I don't know. 
whatever. Um, so Mitchell sent Brittany home. And so Mitchell's got four women left. Ty's got four women left because he sent Aaron home last week. Brandon still has five. And Nathan has four because the McKenzie girl had to leave. And because she had a, um, a situation with her father, family issues. So we don't know if she's coming back. But Nathan hasn't gotten rid of anybody either. So they chose their four dates. And for the life of me, uh, I can't necessarily remember who all four farmers chose. Let me see here. Someone made me a PDF of the farmer and the five women that they brought initially. So I just pulled it up. Nathan chose Rachel. Ty chose Amy. Uh, Mitchell chose Kate and Brandon chose Grace. Yeah. Brandon chose Grace. So those are the four. They'll get a day with the farmers on their farms while the other women that are still left come a day later. And then I'm assuming more eliminations are happening next week, but we're dwindling down a little bit. It looks like well, this is only, I think, episode three. I think this season has like 11 or 12 episodes, so maybe we're not getting closer to the end because it's not a whatever, elimination every single episode. I think they can, they can eliminate anybody at any time they want, and then there will be episodes where it's like, okay, you have to eliminate somebody, just like Mitchell sent Brittany home yesterday when it was just a group get-together. So... I'm in. I'm all in on it. I'm enjoying it so far. I hope it um, gets juicier. And I want to see Reba and Joy um, pull each other's hair out. That'd be fun. Because that, that thing's escalating pretty fast. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious to see where it goes. And if there's going to be like some serious, like if it's going to cause one of them to cry and just say, I don't want to be here anymore and leave. Or Brandon steps in and says, because of you two constantly at each other's throat, I got to send one of you home. I think that's probably where it's headed, but I don't know who it would be. I don't know who's more into him and I don't know who he's more into. So we shall see, but I'm enjoying it. Check it out Thursday nights on Fox. Kind of a long one today, but I told you we had a lot of stuff to go over. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review. Please, please, please hit play. Doesn't count anymore for it just to download into your feed. You got to hit play. And if you miss an episode, you miss two episodes, you miss a week. Just go back and hit play on all of them. I'd really appreciate it. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you on Monday. See you.